Hey friends, thanks for joining us again today as we wrap up our series that we've called Endgame. And in this series, we've been saying that just like in chess, where you play the entire game with the end game in mind, life is kind of like that. If you want to be successful at life, then you need to live your entire life with the end game in mind. And throughout this series, we've been asking you some questions like, hey, where do you want to be at some point in your life? Uh, what do you want to have accomplished? What do you want to be remembered for? And what are those kind of big goals and dreams that you have in your heart? And probably most importantly, what we've been asking is, are you moving towards those things or away from them? Are you heading in a direction that's taking you towards your dreams and those things that you have that you want to accomplish in life, or do you just have good intentions, right? These are questions that we've been asking ourselves because, as we've said every single week, your direction, not intention, determines your destination. Your direction, not your intention, determines destination. It doesn't matter where we intend to go in life. What matters is where we are actually headed. And to clarify that, you have to be willing to ask some tough questions around the actual direction of our life. Then, once you know that, you have to have the courage to do something to change your direction. So a couple of weeks ago, we looked at this verse when we kicked off this whole series that says, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. And in this verse, what Solomon is saying is that the wise among us will realize when we're heading down a wrong path. And when the wise figure that out, they take action to change their direction. But the simple, some translations say the fool, realizes they're going down the wrong path and they don't do anything. They just believe somehow it's going to work out. Eventually, they suffer harm. So then last week, we talked about kind of inviting God into the process of the decision. And we said that when it comes to God getting involved in the process, submission always precedes direction. Submission always precedes direction. And uh, that is every single time. And I ask you kind of to go home and wrestle this week with a question. Why am I so afraid to submit to God in the areas where I think I have control? Why, why am I afraid to submit to God? And, and I hope you spent some time there because today what I want to do is I want to talk about what, to do, what do you do when you've reached a point where life is not working out? And you truly want to surrender, but you need help knowing what to do. It's at this point we begin asking all sorts of questions like, how do we receive guidance from God? What does that look like practically? 
And let's be honest, as Christ followers, um, it's kind of funny because we do some crazy things when trying to receive guidance for God. Um, I've seen people, and to be honest, I have to say earlier in my life I did this as well, where you ask God a question like, hey, um, God, should I break up? Or God, should I quit my job? And then you flip open the Bible kind of randomly looking for guidance, and, and you do, you turn, you, you get something like Ezekiel 4.12, eat the food baked using human excrement for fuel fuel and you're like dear lord is this for me <laughs> like i'm kind of scared now looking at this or or maybe you've tried the technique where you just close your eyes real tight and concentrate you know on listening and where you just want whatever the first thing pops in your mind right and you're like oh and something pops in and you're like is that just me talking or another one that christ followers love to do is where we give god a test you ever done this and this is where we kind of give god pop quizzes and we say okay god if you want me to move, then you'll knock the cup over. Or, God, if you want me to do whatever, then a certain song's going to play on the radio at exactly 7-11. If you make that happen, then I'll know that you're speaking. Good luck with your test, God. So is that really how God works? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, maybe occasionally it works. But we do some crazy things to get direction from God, if we're honest. But there has to be something more consistent. There has to be something that we can actually grow in, and there is. And we began talking about it last week when we looked at what Solomon had to say in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, where he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. God is telling us through Solomon that when we actually start submitting to him in all of our ways, that he will make our path obvious to us. This is the way that you need to go. So when we're at those crossroads of indecision, Solomon is telling us that the question shouldn't be, where do I go next? He's saying the question should be, where do I submit next? Because when I submit to God, he'll make it obvious to me where I ought to go. And here is an observation. I'm going to give this to you for free. I've been a pastor for nearly 30 years, and here's what I've observed in my own life and in the lives of literally thousands of other people uh, that God has allowed me to pastor. When it comes to submission to God, it will almost always start in two very important areas of our life. Submission will almost always start with your money and your relationships. Money and relationships. Money and relationships. Again, I've watched this in my own life and in the lives of thousands upon thousands of other people that God has allowed me to pastor over the last 30 years. And these two are very sensitive areas for us. I get it which is why I think God starts there. So this means we have to be willing to ask tough questions like, God, when it comes to my money, am I fully submitted to you or am I still doing things my way? When it comes to my relationships, am I fully submitted to you or do I have my own plans here? That's where it'll start for you. And I gave that to you for free. So let's get real practical here. When it comes to making those critical decisions in life, how do I get direction from God? How do I know which way to go? And as we said earlier, first and foremost, direction, direction from God, starts with submission. So let me give you a couple of questions to ask around this topic. How do I get direction? Well, am I reading the Bible? It's a question you have to ask yourself. Direction, it starts with submission, but submission will start for us in the Bible. God's word is his primary way 
of communicating to us. And, and believe it or not, uh, he communicates that even above tipping over glasses or playing certain songs on the radio at certain times. He wants to communicate through his word. That's why we call it the word of God, because it is his words. If we don't know what he's saying to us, how can we submit, right? We can't do what he wants if we don't know what he is saying. Uh, my kids, they remind me of this all the time, but I have three kids. They're all adults now, but when they were younger, uh, we would give them an allowance in exchange for doing chores. And one day, they all wanted their allowance, and I said, well, no, guys. I mean, you didn't even do your chores. And the two youngest kids, uh, they tried to play stupid and say, well, we didn't know what you exactly wanted us to do. So since we didn't know, we couldn't do it. And then my oldest son, Bryce, he kind of sheepishly pointed to the refrigerator where their mom had put a checklist that laid out what they needed to do in detail. And then he reminded his siblings, all you had to do was read the list. Is it possible that that's us? Right, Us and God. God, what do you want me to do? I didn't even know that you wanted me to do that. Well, you don't know because you didn't read. Right. So if you look uh, in Psalm chapter 119, verse 105, it says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. God says if we'll spend time in the word of God, it'll be like a light over our path. And we'll know exactly what path we need to be on. Last week, we looked at a verse that said, If we submit, God will guide our path. And now this verse says, if I spend time in God's word, God will guide my path. So which one is it? Well, it's not one or the other. It's both of them together. You can't do one without the other. Unless we spend time in the Bible, in the word of God, letting him direct us, we can't go do what he says. We spend time in the word of God, and he directs our steps. He tells us where to go and what to do, and then we decide if we're going to submit. That's how submission will start. It starts with him communicating with us through his word. And the temptation for a bunch of us is to sit and think, well, I've been doing this for a while, right? I've been doing this whole Christian thing for a while. I know what the Bible says. I've been reading it my whole life, or I've been reading it for the last four years, or maybe I haven't read it too much lately, but back in 2020, you know, when we had all that free time, I actually read through the Bible. I've been there. I've done that. I grew up hearing the stories. I know what the Word of God says. Maybe I could work on some submission things, but I don't need to spend consistent time in the Bible because I'm already very, very familiar with it. You ever been there? You ever had that thought? Right? We, we could never admit that at church, but obviously, if we're honest, um, we, we do. I have to admit, I've had those thoughts. I have to read the Bible for my job. You probably don't. Because if I got up here every week, had nothing from the Bible to say, it would get kind of weird, right? The truth is, I have to decide every day if I'm going to read it for me, not for work. I have to sit down and let God communicate with me about my life through the same words, right? I've got to make the same choice that you have to make. And the truth is, at times, we think, you know, you know I know it, I'm good. Now, imagine if our kids did that. Imagine if your 15-year-old son came up to you and said, hey, Dad, I want to fully submit to you, so I'm not going to listen to anything you say this year, but I want to fully submit to you. But I want you to remember, remember back when I was 10? I listened to you a whole bunch when I was 10, so I don't need to listen to you anymore. What would you think, right? Well, there's no way. I mean, this can't happen. You can't submit to me today if you don't know what I'm saying to you today, right? The same thing happens between us and God. 
The Bible says about itself that it's alive and active, that it wants to communicate with us today about today. It's not information about what we get once, and I get the information once and I'm done. God wants to inspire some of you in his word this week. Because you're going through some things right now that you weren't going through back in the past. God wants to give you a peace that passes understanding this week because you've got a situation now that you didn't have a couple of years ago. He wants to guide your steps today. He wants to take you in a new direction with new challenges and new heights this week. And none of that happens because you used to read the Bible. When you've got a big decision to make, and we've all got them, when you've got a big decision to make, you want guidance from God. I think the first thing we need to do is go to his word and let him guide you. Now, the second thing about guidance is this. So, am I reading the Bible? The second thing, am I getting wise counsel? And this is huge. Am I getting wise counsel? Because we love to overlook that somehow, you know, like, I'm just going to make my own decisions. Somehow it's heroic to make your own decisions. And we think, well, I'm self-sufficient. I'm experienced. I'm smart. I'm capable. I got this. And we almost feel like it's a sign of weakness if we had to go to other people to make big decisions. There is nothing heroic about making big decisions on your own, right? Let me give you some more wisdom on this from Solomon. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22, he says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. So God is saying here through Solomon, if you want your plans to succeed, he set it up so that you work with other people. You're supposed to get counsel on big decisions. If we uh, don't want any counsel, then we, or we don't want just any counsel, we want wise counsel. Counsel. Proverbs 13 20 says, He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. You know what that verse says? It says, Stop asking your stupid friends for advice. <laughs> That's what that verse says. I know it kind of sounds harsh, but I'm hoping saying it harsh helps you remember this statement. It doesn't mean that your friends aren't good people. It doesn't mean that you don't love them or they, they don't love you, but we've got to stop asking our stupid or ignorant friends for advice on big decisions. When we've got big decisions to make, we need wise counsel. That means you stop asking your friend who's got a mountain of credit card debt for wisdom about making big financial decisions, right? They're probably a great friend, but they're not wise counsel when it comes to finances. I see this all the time with single people and married people. I see married people going and asking their single friends for advice in their marriage. And I sit and I think, no, that's not wise counsel. You, you need to find a couple that's still happily married after 30 years and ask them. Stop asking your non-believing friends for spiritual advice or asking spiritual questions. Stop asking your unemployed friends if you should get a job. Stop asking our stupid or maybe, again, ignorant friends, right? The truth is we like to ask them because we do love them and they do love us and we trust them and we know they wouldn't intentionally steer us Wrong. And more than that, though, we like to ask them because they know us so well. And there's a good chance that they'll tell us what we want to hear. And that's why we ask them, because we can pretend that we got wise counsel and we can feel good about it. But the problem is it still leads to the same place. Bad advice is bad advice, even if it comes from a great friend. So God says, look, I I will guide you if you'll use wise counsel. The question then has to be, What is wise counsel? 
What, what does that look like? How do I know what wise counsel is? And God says, I thought you would never ask. So Solomon tells us again in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. God says, look, it's not IQ points that you're looking for, although it, that is helpful. You're looking for somebody that fears God. You're looking for somebody that is sold out for Jesus. That's where wisdom and understanding begins. Now, I have to tell you, I have some brilliant friends that are not Christians. I have some brilliant friends that are Christians. And I'll tell you what, when it comes to a big decision that I have to make, I know, you know something that, that I've got to live with, something that my family is going to have to live with. I mean, big decisions. If i got a big decision to make, I don't go to my brilliant non-Christian friends. And here's why. Because the decisions my non-Christian friends are going to make will have little to nothing to do with God. That's just not you know, where they're at. And that's not where I want my life to head. So I'm going to ask my Christian friends. I'm going to go to God-following people because that's where God says wisdom begins. Real wisdom and understanding, the kind of advice that I'm looking for, starts with somebody who's crazy over God. I think you've got to ask the same thing in your life. Look, if I've got a big decision to make, I want to get guidance from God on this. I need wise counsel. I'm thinking about the person to go to, and I'm asking, do I respect their pursuit of God? Not just their success in life, not their intellect. I mean, that's all great stuff. But do I respect their pursuit after God? Do I wish I pursued God like that? Right? That's the first question we should be asking, and that should help us figure out if they're the kind of wise counsel that we need to go to. That's the kind of seeking wise counsel, right? It doesn't happen accidentally. We've got to open the door kind of intentionally to these things. Some of you right now, whether you're sitting here or you're watching this online, you're thinking, I don't have a whole lot of that in my life. Well, the best thing I would advise you to do is find a church that you like and get into a small group. And if this church, Next Level Church, doesn't excite you, there's a bunch of great ones around here, around where you live. Go find one that does, and then get into a small group. Not because you have extra time during your week, right? Probably because nobody has extra time. Not because you have a hard time making friends. You probably don't. It's because you need to do life with people who are sold out for Jesus. You're going to need to lean on them in good times and the bad times, and especially during times where you have big decisions that you need to make. So get into a small group. And if this church is the place where you land, we've got brand new groups that are starting this week. And you can head over to nextlevelchurch.org slash events. And on that page, you will see a link to our life groups. That's our small groups that will list all of our groups that are starting this week. If you engage in one of those groups, I'm sure you will find the kind of people that you can invite into your decision-making process. So am I reading the Word of God? Am I reading the Bible? Am I seeking wise counsel? And then the third question to ask, am I asking what is the wise thing to do? Am I asking what is the wise thing to do? Uh, there's a verse that I've been reading for the benediction this whole series, and it's from James, the little brother of Jesus. And he has this to say about seeking wisdom from God. James chapter 1, verse 5 says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. God doesn't promise to come into our house and write on the wall what we ought to do, which I'm sure we would all like him to do from time to time or maybe every time, but he does promise to give us wisdom 
every time we ask. He does promise that we can get wisdom from him and use the intellect that he's given us to help make wise decisions. So, let's say you've got a financial decision you want to make. Here's what you do. Based on what the Bible says, based on what the Word of God has to say about how I ought to handle my finances, based on the fact that I'm trying to submit to God, and based on what godly advice that has been given to me with these people I've surrounded myself with, God, what would a wise person do in this situation? Then go and make a decision with confidence. If you've got a big relational, kind of relationship decision, Right, Based on what the Word of God says, and I'm trying to submit to that, based on what the godly advice has been given to me, and based on where I want to be someday relationally, okay, God, what would a wise person do right here? And then go, do that. And here's a verse that I read often when I'm making big decisions. It's found in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. It says, this is my command, be strong and courageous, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I know that there are people listening right now, that are sitting here right now, that have big decisions in front of you. I want you to let the Word of God speak to you about your situation. Be strong and courageous. Don't be frightened, right? Don't be dismayed, for God is with you wherever you go. That's the truth of the Word of God, no matter what kind of emotions that we have today. Now, most of this series has kind of been directed at times when you're heading in the wrong direction, and you know it. So we talked about what you can do and how you can turn around and how you can change direction and change things and put yourself on the right path so that you don't have to live with regret. That's been most of this series. But let me talk for just a minute or two to those of you who say, well, that's not really my situation. I mean, I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. But to the best of my ability, I'm on the right path. Um, you know, in, in all the major areas of my life. I'm putting God first the best I can. I'm in his word. I do submit. I ask for wise counsel. I do all that stuff, but I still have a major decision to make. And that might be a lot of us. Look, I've got major decisions to make, and if I go this way, I think it'll honor God. And if I go that way, I think it'll honor God. So what do I do? And it causes all kinds of stress and anxiety. Let me just say, if God is guiding your steps and you have completely submitted to him and you've gotten wise counsel and you've asked the question, what is the wise thing to do? And it comes down to a couple of completely different but equally wise decisions. Just pick one. All right, just pick one. Be strong and courageous that God will be with you wherever you go. That's the beauty of us putting him first to the best of our ability. Is that you, today, you just step up to that crossroad of indecision and understand if you're submitted, if you're asking for wise counsel and you know where you want to go and God's in charge of your life, just pick one. Go right or go left, right? He will be with you every single step of the way. And more than choosing a direction at that point, it's that he is with us. The creator of the universe is with us, guiding us, comforting us, seeing us through, and that's what we all want anyways. That's how we get to the end game that we're truly after. So as we wrap up this series, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together today. You know exactly what we need to hear, and you know what we're going through. You know the good decisions, you know the bad decisions, the tough decisions, you know what scares us to death, and you have a plan for each one of us. God, I'm asking uh, for peace, I'm asking that 
uh, you give comfort, especially for people who are facing big, difficult decisions. God, give us courage to face those decisions head on, knowing that you're with us every single step of the way. And God, for those who are here maybe struggling with difficult decisions, God, I pray that you would give them guidance. Uh, God, send them wise counsel. Uh, God, help them to realize any area where they need to submit. And God, I pray that you give them direction for where it is that they need to go. God, we love you. It's our honor to be here today um, with our family, with all of our friends. And God, I pray that you would take what we've learned in this and you would give us wisdom in how to use it. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, friends, thanks for joining us today. If you think today's message might be valuable to somebody you know, would you mind sharing this video? Not only could it be helpful for them, but by sharing this content, as well as liking and subscribing to this channel, you are helping us accomplish our mission to raise the reputation of Jesus. And as I say uh, every single week, uh, we really do uh, rely on you and God using you. Uh, so could you head over to our website, nextlevelchurch.org, and click on the Give button. From there, choose one of those giving options. Your faithful support helps us create content and raise the reputation of Jesus where we live, work, and play. Now, by way of benediction, let me reread to you the same verse we've been reading every single week, James 1, 5, where he says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. May the Lord guide your heart and your mind in every single decision and challenge that you face. May you trust in his promise to generously give wisdom to all who ask, and may you have the strength to follow that wisdom. Hey guys, thanks for uh, joining us for all of this series. I hope you have a blessed week. We'll see you back next week as we kick off a brand new series.